release date, September 16th, 2022. This is TBD Sportscast College Football with your host, I'm Mason. Who would usually be here is Joey. We're missing him this week. He's got a lot going on with school. But making his first ever appearance on TBD Sportscast College Football, Isaac Williams. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Isaac Williams to the podcast. Hey Mason, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Dude, thanks for being here, especially on short notice. But uh, Joey just had a lot going on with school this week, and it was just a rough week for him. So we're giving him a break. He's taking some R and R, and me and Isaac, he's going to join. Me. We're going to talk some college football today. So starting right off into it, our TBD takeaways week two. Start out with the big one: Alabama versus Texas, like at at Texas. This was a crazy game on the road like 110 degrees, I think, on the deck. Like, that's insanely hot. Same, like, insane weather, insane game. Isaac, what's your takeaway from that game? Uh, my takeaway is that Texas Texas played a great game, you know, and, and had a couple of things going their way. And, you know, maybe their defense kind of clutched up a little bit. They would have got the win. But, you know, Alabama was able to pull it out at the end. And for better or for worse, you know, Texas showed they may belong in the ACC after all. We'll see. Yeah, and you know, with with this game, I've heard a lot from fans on both sides, uh, specifically from Alabama fans. I have heard things like, you know, Texas just threw everything at Bama that they had. They're going to still have an eight and four season, and that that really may be true. I I don't know. Is like like really? I I don't know. Like maybe because I mean, teams usually do play a lot better when they play Alabama because Alabama's the standard. They throw everything they have at Alabama. They put. They, I mean, Texas has probably been looking at this game for the last month like they forget louisiana monroe in their first game like they were looking to week two playing alabama my takeaway from this though is that another thing that i've heard some alabama fans say is that you know well you know Bama's so good that they lose and bring somebody into the top 25 and i gotta say that i really kind of disagree with that because texas played a heck of a game texas played extremely well at home their defense was kicking alabama almost lost to the backup Hudson card and the backup hut was hurt he was literally injured Bama scathed by and that's what I've got to say about that Bama barely got by an unranked Texas team that they were not expecting to show up and play and they did show up and play Texas earned their spot in the top 25 even though they had a loss because of the way they played yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Texas played phenomenally well. They played they played great all day. You know, Chuck, like I said, a couple of things didn't go their way on that last drive when they were trying to uh, protect their lead. And, you know, it just happened to not fall their way. It's the way the game goes sometimes. But, I mean, Texas had a true home environment. You know, Bama didn't have their band. I mean, Texas had everything on the line with them, and they gave everything they had and just came up a little bit short. But lose at one point, or lose by one point to number one team as an unranked team, it's not bad. Yeah, that's extremely impressive. And not to just harp on this for much longer, but, I mean, Texas Texas just played extremely well. They played a great game. They earned their spot in the top 25. And, I mean, they, they, were just, they just looked ready, and Alabama didn't. And when it comes down to it, they really needed to get a score on their last drive. They left Alabama way too much time. You can chalk it up to penalties or missed calls, like the one that probably should have been a safety. That's, you know, that was back and forth between fans. I've been hearing it all week. I mean, we just got to move on. You know, we just got to move on to week three. It's, it's next man up. But Hudson Card, the backup, I think that Quinn Ewers probably would have won. But Hudson Card, the backup, did an insane, insane job, especially getting hurt in the game. So, but moving on, we're going to talk about just for a second 
because we've been talking about you know Texas coming into the top 25, taking over the top 25, Georgia jumps Alabama to number one after a shutout against Samford, 33-0. to zero. Georgia is the only team in the country right now that has not allowed an opponent to score a touchdown on them. They beat Oregon 49-3, to and they beat Samford 33-0. to The only team in college football that has not allowed a touchdown yet. That's pretty impressive because people were saying, well, how does Alabama get a win and drop? Well, it's the same thing with Ohio State. Ohio State, you know, they dropped to number three because they struggled against a mediocre Notre Dame team, which we'll get to Notre Dame in a second. <clears throat> but, no, I think Al- I think that Georgia 100% deserves that ranking, and we'll see what happens this weekend against South Carolina. But as far as as far as that specifically goes, I, I think that's correct. I do too. I think I think Georgia has definitely earned their spot. You know, they, they not only shut out Sam for who you would expect them to, you know, because they played at home, um, but there again, you know, they they held Oregon to less than ten points. I think it was I think it was three points, best I can remember. And you know they played a ranked opponent, and you can say, well, it was a home game, Chick Fil A kickoff, Atlanta, blah blah blah. But all in all, it's still a ranked opponent. You know, and when you have a ranked opponent, you expect competition. And Georgia made them look like an unranked team. So Georgia's played phenomenally well. They, without a doubt, are deserve the number one spot. I would, I would have been curious if they didn't have it for sure. Yeah, me too. I think that one hundred percent, the AP made the correct call. So coming into the twenty-five this week, Oregon. At 25, I, I, I'm I'm not surprised to see them back there, but I thought there were some other schools that may have deserved to be there before them. Uh, Penn State coming in, Texas coming in, uh, Texas A&M dropping all the way from 6 to 24. I thought that was pretty funny. So we can move on. To, we just want to talk about some, a couple upsets that happened this week. We want to start off with App State and Texas A&M. That is crazy. With you being the you know an SEC West fan, being an LSU fan, tell me tell me about the gravity of that. That's a big one because, you know, we, I've heard all season, you know, how A&M, they had the number one class. And they were going to – this is their championship window. And they you know, they, not only did they have a, a great recruiting class, they had a great transfer class. They had uh, Max Johnson's brother, who was a five-star tight end, decommit from LSU and flip to A&M. Max Johnson beats A&M last game of the year last season and then transfers and goes to A&M to be the backup, which I think is honestly kind of hilarious. But uh, it, it's a big game because A&M pretty much is out of the running for an SEC West title and, and potentially a top bowl spot this year. Yeah, I completely agree because I don't think there's any way that Texas A&M is getting past Alabama 100% no. I think that Alabama does take one regular season loss, though, just saying that while we're talking about it. We'll see what happens. But um, last week I picked Texas A&M to win that game against App State, and App State just rolled, man. Like, I, I said it was possible. I wish I would have picked them. I, I just figured that Texas A&M would come out of it because they're an SEC school. But it just doesn't – I just don't – I don't know what happened. I, I, I figured that because they struggled against Sam Houston in week one at the beginning, I figured that it was going to be an issue playing App State because App State has actually been playing really well, putting up 61 points on North Carolina. That's pretty intense. Um, another, another one that we're going to discuss is uh, – this one's kind of funny, but Georgia Southern – defeating nebraska that's insane <laughs> like another three-point loss margin for old scott frost who after that game got fired he's no longer with nebraska unless you live under a rock you probably already know that but yeah that that's pretty that's pretty crazy 
it's a big one. You know, I, like I said, I, I didn't catch a lot of that game either. But I will say that, you know, to go in there as a Sun Belt team who typically you're not considered to be one of the top programs unless you're at State now um, and 15 years ago, just for the record. Uh, but uh, looking at it now, you know, you look at guys like, Georgia Southern going into Nebraska and beating a what we consider a Power Five team, even though Nebraska may not be the best, you know, to go in and beat a, a Big Ten team at home, I mean, that's that's a big deal, especially somewhere like Nebraska where they, they love their football. And Nebraska fans are great. Like I've heard a lot of great things about Nebraska fans, but that Scott Frost was not the answer. I mean, and he's he's been doing this for a long time, losing lots of games, not getting the program where they need to be. And I think for the same reason that South Carolina fired Muschamp is the same reason that Nebraska fired scott frost it's just not not worth it to keep him on he's not doing what he's supposed to do these coaches are hired to turn around programs and win games if you're not doing that you're not doing your job you're not doing what you were hired to do so it's obviously nothing personal scott frost is an alum from there that's one of the big reasons he got hired and i just think that that's probably what happened so next up last upset we're going to talk about my favorite one of the week Old Notre Dame getting knocked off by Marshall. That was, I started the game on and I saw Notre Dame up 15 to 12 and I was like, what is happening? How is this? What? And Marshall gets a pick six and ends up winning the game 26 to 21. I'm telling you, what made me so happy about this was all the Ohio State fans that were talking all this mess about how it was terrible that they got dropped three after beating a great Notre Dame team with a great defense. Like, dude, that argument is gone. They struggled against a terrible Notre Dame team. Notre Dame has lost all playoff hopes. They're 0-2. There's no way they're making the playoff. So, Isaac, man, what do you think about this? Because I think it was pretty insane. I think it was hilarious because, number one, I don't like Ohio State. Um, and so just to see their law, or their win against Notre Dame be that much less valuable, it was actually comical to me. You know, now you could say it might have been a little more impressive had they gone into South Bend and done it, um, but they didn't. They did it at the Horseshoe, and Marshall, a small team from Huntington, West Virginia, goes into into South Bend, Indiana, one of the biggest, one of the bigger uh, locations for college football given Notre Dame's history, and knocks off you know a top a top program like Notre Dame with a new head coach who I really thought was going to be the answer. He may be, you know, it's a little early, yeah. but they knocked off number nine Notre Dame. That's that's crazy. And now Notre Dame dropped all the way out, 100% deserved. I like Marcus Freeman. I liked him when he was at Cincinnati. But, man, that sucks for, for Notre Dame. I mean, they lost to two group of five schools in a row both years. They lost to Cincinnati in South Bend last year, and they lost to Marshall in South Bend this year. So, man, but I, th- I tell you what, I think that's enough about week two. Let's 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 hit the future. Let's move on to week three and let's make some picks with our game of the week. Our game of the week. This is going to be an interesting one, considering both of these teams struggled a little bit last week. Uh, this is number thirteen Miami at number twenty four Texas A and M at nine p.m. This is going to be crazy. What do you think? Um, I'll be honest with you. I think you know Miami. They've kind of had a little bit of a slow start, but Miami being in the top fifteen is a pretty big spot for them. You know they've been kind of consistent at being. They've top 25 for a few years now. I think with Miami going into A&M, as much as it pains me, I'll probably say the Aggies, probably by by a field goal. I think they'll pull it out. I really do. I think they'll recover from the App State game. See, this is a difficult one because Texas A&M, like you said, they're coming off a loss, a big loss 
against App State, a game that they probably should have won at home with the home of the 12th man, a, a, you know, a place where they, they beat Alabama last year. Like, no way. I, I don't understand how that happens. So they're probably going to try to come back in a big way. It's at the home of the 12th man again. It's at Kyle Field. This is going to be an intense game. Um, and I think A&M will probably bounce back. So with that being said, I'm choosing Miami to win this game. Y'all know not to listen to me when I do that because I'll, I'll hit you with the with the Uno reverse. Yeah, I, uh, I think Miami pulls us out. They played really well defensively last week against Southern Miss. It's the offense that had some issues. And once they hit the second half, they started rolling. Uh, ex- or Texas A&M, they came out after halftime. And really couldn't do anything else. They lost 17 to 14. I mean, that's a that's a close score against a pretty good team from the Sun Belt. But still, you got to win games at home. And I think I think this is gonna be a Miami win. That's that's what I think. Which is, you know, it's crazy. But I, I think that's that is. Um, and just for the pick records, I did go ahead and I got Joey's Joey's pick. So Joey's pick for this game is A and M. I have no idea what his thought behind it is, but Joey is picking Texas A M to take down the Hurricanes at Kyle Field. So. Now that that's that's our you know we we kind of ran through our our game of the week and so now we're gonna move on to the big week three games starting with number one <clears throat> number one baby I'm just kidding number one Georgia at South Carolina at 12 p.m. I will be at this game this weekend I'm gonna try to do a vlog so I'll send that as soon as we get it check out the YouTube channel TBD Sportscast hit the hit the bell subscribe like this video we'd appreciate it and be on the lookout for that vlog so yeah number one georgia south carolina i'm going to take this one bro cox going down now somebody said that the last time that georgia played south carolina at noon it was at home i was at that game and south carolina won by a field goal in overtime but i don't care the dogs are back. We're the number one team in the country. We're the only team in the country in two weeks that has not allowed a single touchdown. I think that South Carolina will score on us, but I think it'll only be one, and I think Georgia wins this game and covers the spread, which I don't know what it is, but they're going to cover it. What do you think, Isaac? I agree with you 100%. Um, Georgia is actually favored by 24-and-a-half. I think it's a very good bet to cover the spread. I think Georgia probably, honestly, by 28, maybe 31. Um, maybe 31 to – no. 38-7 is what I'm going to go with. But, yeah, Georgia, they, they've, they've played very well both weeks this year. And, you know, nothing against South Carolina, but they're not as intimidating of an opponent on the road as some other schools in the SEC, uh, especially, you know, they're nowhere near like going between the hedges. And so I definitely got Georgia for that one. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely not. And the last time they beat Georgia at Georgia, yeah, they tore them hedges off. And as a Georgia fan, boy, I was mad about that. But I don't really care. I think Georgia will win this one, not in a close one. Very convincingly. Spencer Rattler has been struggling. The defense at South Carolina is not great. So, But next game, number 12, BYU at 25, Oregon at 330. This actually will probably be a pretty interesting one, but I'm excited to see how it rolls. What do you think, Isaac? Uh, BYU and Oregon, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great game. You know, Oregon came. Oregon's back in the top 25 after struggling against Georgia in week one. BYU coming off that huge overtime upset against Baylor, or double overtime upset, I'm sorry against Baylor, you know, I definitely, definitely did not expect BYU to pull that one out, even though it was uh, in Utah. I definitely expected Baylor to go in there and get it done, especially with a team or with a coach like Dave Aranda, you know, who was the, was the defensive coordinator at LSU. I expected them to be able to pull it out, and they didn't. Um, with that being said, I think BYU is going to go on the road and take this one by a touchdown. 
Yeah, that's a that's a great pick, and I'm I'm gonna tell you I'm I'm gonna go ahead and make it. I'm right there with you. BYU 100%. Oregon struggling. Dan Lanning, you know he's a great defensive coordinator taking over the program as head coach. It's gonna be an interesting game, but I think BYU probably wins it by a field goal or a touchdown. Man, I mean that yeah, like you said, they just stormed. I mean it's at Oregon, but they just stormed Baylor. It was a great game. I mean they brought it into overtime, but it was a good freaking game. So, moving on now. Oh, and Joey's pick for Georgia was Georgia. And Joey's pick for this game is BYU. He's picking the BYU Cougars to take down the Ducks at Oregon. Next up, number 22, Penn State at Auburn at 3.30 p.m. The reason we're covering this game is because last year, Auburn went to Penn State and lost by a touchdown. It was a good game. It was close. But that was with a better quarterback. Auburn kind of struggling this year for some reason. Struggled last week with San Jose State. Uh, not sure how, but they did. <laughs> I mean, San Jose State is good, but they're not that good. Auburn's struggling. Uh, so I'll go ahead and say my pick. I'm going with Penn State. I definitely think that Auburn is not as good as Penn State. And you know what? Auburn may be looking, maybe the reason that Auburn struggled against San Jose State is because they were looking forward to this Penn State game. They lost last year. They're upset about it. They want the win at home. And Auburn, Jordan Hare. Jordan Hare is a tough place to play football. Just ask Alabama. It's a tough place to play. It's a tough environment. I don't know that it's in the toughest environment as the whiteout game at Penn State, which is probably not, but it's going to be an intense one, and I'm going with Penn State. What do you, What say you, Isaac? Yeah, I'm on the same page. You know, I think even though Jordan Hare is a tough place to play, the SEC is not for everybody, um, but I definitely think Penn State is going to go into Auburn and win for sure. You know, Penn State did win the big one last year at, in the whiteout at Penn State, and everybody said, oh, well, you know, the refs were this, the refs were that, but at the end of the day, you know, you got to make the plays and try to overcome overcome the calls if at all possible. And I think Penn State goes in goes into Jordan Hare and, and takes the home at home. I really do. Yeah, I agree. And Joey's pick for this is Penn State, which good pick. So we're all three picking Penn State. Next up, the last one. This is this is mainly for Isaac, but I'm I'm excited about this one too. Mississippi State at LSU at 6 p.m. That's all you, man. Take it away. Yeah, so I'm excited about this one. I'm actually going to be at this game. Um, it'll be a 5 o'clock kickoff in Baton Rouge. And looking forward to a great night at Death Valley. Uh, I tell you what, I'm, I'm excited about this one. I'm nervous. Mississippi State's favored by two and a half. But on the ESPN FPI, uh, LSU is favored to get this one. It's going to be a good one because Mississippi State's offense with Mike Leach, you know, they're very big in the passing off or the passing game, I should say. And given how the secondary performed, against Florida State. That does not make me excited to watch the secondary play Saturday night. Um, but all things considered, I do think that um, given the adjustments we made in week two, I think that LSU has a shot at this one. And I'm going to have to roll with the Tigers. I mean, I have to. I'm going. Go Tigers. Heck yeah, man. No, I hear that. I'm excited for you. Look, man, this is going to be a good game. This is a super high-powered offense in Mississippi State and uh, a, a kind of lackluster LSU, no offense. But, I mean, LSU got a loss to – Florida State in a close, close, close game. Um, LSU can be clutch in moments, especially in Death Valley is probably one. Of the, uh, it, it rivals the the home of the 12th man for sure. But I think LSU is probably the most degrading place to play for for an SEC team besides LSU, obviously. Um, in in the SEC, it's 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 crazy. Uh, it's a it's a tough environment. The fans get loud. They get into it. They throw things. They I mean LSU is a crazy environment. So. Um, Mississippi State, though, 
with Will Rogers in the offense. I think I'm going to take Mississippi State on this one. Uh, it, it, it's just a, it's a tough environment, but I think that Will Rogers overcomes that. And I think Mississippi State comes out with it. I mean, Mississippi State been looking really good, so we'll we'll see what happens. They took a they took a win versus Arizona. Um, I, I just don't know for sure, but I think I think Mississippi State will take that one. And Joey's pick for this is LSU. He's right there with Isaac taking the Tigers to win this at home, which is which is not a bad pick. This is a really hard one because it's two pretty big offenses versus both defenses have holes, like you said in the secondary. Um, but I think I think Ole Miss's offense and defense overpowers LSU at home, even though it's even though it's <laughs> at Death Valley, but. But yeah, that pretty much wraps up our podcast. We really appreciate you guys listening. Isaac, man, thank you so much for joining us. It's been great. We love having you, dude. Thanks so much, Mason. I appreciate it, man. I love being able to be a part of PBD every now and then. And I'm just thankful you give me the you shot me a text today. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we got this rolling, you know, like six hours before we recorded this on a Wednesday night, and it's Friday now, but yeah, we're excited for college football this weekend, and uh, we're just glad, Isaac, man, we're so thankful for you and all you do for us, dude, because, uh, you know, you're an analyst here, you, you get our brains moving, and, you know, you fill in when you can, and you give your time to TBD, and we appreciate that, man. I appreciate it, Mason. It's always a lot of fun, you know. I've always said, if I could do anything, if I could be anything in this world, I'd be a sports analyst, so I'm thankful to be able to live that. Heck yeah. And I always remember. No matter what team you pull for, you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. Just know that John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall have not perish, but have eternal life. Just know there's a Father in heaven that loves you, he created you, he wants to know you, just know that he loves you and he wants to know you. If you ever need anything, just reach out to us, you know how to get to us, DM on Instagram, message us on Facebook, you can even leave a comment on these YouTube videos. If you're struggling with anything or you just need to talk about anything just let us know shoot us a text and we will always get back to you i'm mason this is isaac but we'll get back to you next friday bye bye later